0: Uh, over the last few weeks, um, our discourse, our news, our universities and tertiary educations have been marked by student protests. From UCT to WITS University and everywhere in between, issues rage, uh, from student living conditions, lack of resources, and of course, the perennial issue of financial exclusions based on students' debt, The most high-profile protest over the last few weeks was, of course, at wits University, which saw clashes between students and police and private security. Some students were accused by the university of violating the regulations around protesting and have since been suspended. Last week, we saw that preemptive interdict um, by the University of Cape Town preventing protests there. So far, two students have been arrested at UCT on Friday. Joining me now, Vuyokazi Yokwe, attorney at the Right to Protest project you've issued a a statement saying that the pre uh legal steps using the courts to quell protest and also calling in um uh, uh, police uh, uh public order police is in fact qu- trying to to stifle uh, a protest don't universities have um the obligation if we've seen in past of how quickly protests legitimate protests ...can go south at what are essentially public institutions. Vuyukazi, good morning. Good morning, Lester. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. What are your thoughts on the use of uh, preemptive interdicts to quell protests?
1: Uh, basically, we we um, right to protest. Let me start by this, um, uh, Lester, to say right to protest is a coalition of organizations that aim to advance and support the right to protest as as constitutionally enshrined. So, in, we've seen in the past in the past few months uh, since the beginning of this year, where institutions of higher learning have been using interdicts. Um, to To silence the voices of student movements within the institution. and And we find those 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 very problematic in the sense that uh, to a greater extent, they're very vague. And, and students are not aware of, of of the application which institutions embark on to interdict the students from protesting until if an, an interim interdict has been granted. Then students are surprisingly served with the third interdict. So basically the institutions are taking an approach where they are using the law um, to repress and, and, and suppress student voices um, from exercising their right to protest within institutions of higher learning.
0: Uh, We can say that two things can be true at the same time, that there is absolutely justifiable reason for students to protest. They have the constitutional right to do so. They have the justifiable reasons to protest because of living conditions, the lack of resources, that perennial issue, that annual issue that we go through in the first quarter of an academic year when it comes to financial exclusions. All justifiable reasons to protest. But at the same time, historically, we have seen protests turn violent, people being intimidated in some parts of the country, even um, uh, faculty buildings being targeted um, by arson in some cases. Mm-hmm. These things can be true at the same time. Do you see the purpose in, in universities wanting to say, before we even get there, we want to impose some form of mitigation before it goes that route.
1: When, uh, um, we've seen this, the, the violence, but now I think it is very important for us to take a step back and, and, and look who comes to the institutions of higher learning armed. Students will be walking and singing and marching to a specified um, a building to 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 demand answers, to to file for the grievances and and so forth and so on, and and, and reinforcements are brought into institutions of higher learning to to your your private security, um, the law enforcement, your police. They come heavily armed to to police student protests, which are students are normally unarmed. They go to protest peacefully so to exercise their right to protest and to sort of like based on history preempt that someone is about to um, be violent. It's, it's a misconception and misinterpretation of, and, and misuse of the law because you cannot punish people for merely preempting that they may do that in a certain future and, and using these interests to sort of like curb and, and limit their right to protest and take it away entirely. Is, is, is a misinterpretation of the law and and preempting that there will be violent when the very people, the reinforcements that the institutions are using to police um, student orders come heavily armed. Now, in terms of looking who is violent, mm. it, it it definitely has to be police brutality or private security brutality. I mean, you've seen a uh, Lester at the University of Free State. Uh, one video which circulated on the social media accounts, especially Twitter, uh, one student was, was being manhandled by police to such an extent that he was further detained mm-hmm. without medical assistance. Students are literally standing there and police are mis- manhandling mm-hmm. one a specific student, now who is brutal in those in those mm. instances? So police brutality during the exercise of the right to protest is still an issue in South Africa, despite the fact that we're in this constitutional and democratic dispensation. And private security brutality mm. is still an issue, is still of very uh, a huge concern. And 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 now the institutions are also using the law to sort of limit students from exercising their right to protest freely. And, and and it's very intimidating because you are preempted that you will you will be in in conflict with the law when your actions are
0: peaceful and you're merely exercising the right to protest. Vuyakazi Yokwe, attorney at Right to Protest uh, Project. But let's get the uh, perspective of Dr. Leanne Naidoo. Uh, she's part of a, a concerned educators group at the University of, of Cape Town. Uh, the concerned educators group, they're issuing a statement uh, at the end of last week, uh, Leanne, calling for the withdrawal from police from campus to lift fee blocks on eligible, eligible students and also, I think most importantly, to engage constructively on higher education funding. We say it's a perennial issue, it's an annualized issue, but we don't seem to get to the bottom, to the end. We can almost predict that next year if we don't have a constructive engagement. In the 2024 academic year, we'll be having the same conversation. Leanne, good morning.
2: Good morning, Leslie, and good morning to your listeners. I have a bit of a cold, so I hope I'm not going to get a cough, coughing fit while I'm talking <laughs> well, to you. Well, bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the time and space. And let me start by saying um, also thanks to the to protest and to Ryokazi. We have two University of Cape Town students who spent the night in jail over the weekend because they were protesting, as you say, uh, for the right to education. Thank goodness there are students, young people, who are willing to stand up, even though they know that the university has an interdict, and even though they would have been young and at high school when they would have saw, seen some of the, the um, FISMAS for protests from seven years ago. So let me start by saying that. Thank you to the students who are always at the receiving end of exclusion, especially the most marginalized students, for actually showing up in a context where it's been very difficult for them to negotiate and win uh, small gains on a massive issue. So maybe you'll give me a moment to speak about this, this issue of, of debt in particular and the structural condition that we, we faced with. So universities and TVET colleges, the broader post-school system, once people uh, leave high school and, and want to seek further education, we are, are the system with TVET colleges that are holding large numbers of young people who are trying to figure out how to make a living in this very difficult structural environment Many of your adults who are listening or parents will know that it's difficult even for us to, to figure a way through the current um, economic crisis. There is not only a South African one. Unemployment rate in general is outrageous in South Africa, and youth unemployment in particular is placing a massive burden on young South Africans and young people are in South Africa at this moment beyond, that come from beyond the borders of South Africa. These are, this is a situation where... Um, you put young people in a terrible bind to try to secure a livable future. So educational in- institutions for me, if we think about the, your question that we were speaking to, we, need, we can't fix the problem of the economy, but we have to help give students a pathway that's more viable mm. than um, for the majority of young people in South Africa. So we can't fix the structural problems, but we surely have to do something different um, and, and try to think about working with students on this issue and not bringing armed, mostly men, but sometimes women, with batons and stun grenades to try to resolve an issue and resolve uh, disputes and differences. We actually need to do things differently at universities and at institutions where young people are present. So if we think about this debt, this debt question and financial exclusions, you know, previous struggles which I was part of, I was a PhD student in 2015, 2016, and I was at WITS University. Those previous struggles for fully funded public higher education, which we should all still be talking about, you say we are a public institution, yet the burden of being able to, um, to seek further education sits on uh, people and their pockets and their parents, or how deep their parents' pockets mm-hmm. are. The previous uh, struggles, resulted in free for the very poor students. So we had we have free education for very poor students, and then we have the NISFAS loans, which are for poor students, and then of course we also have, have the, the middle. middle. So we basically are passing on the cost of education uh, to a future moment, mm. because if you look at NISFAS, it's not a bursary, it's called a NISFAS bursary, but in effect for, for a large number of people, it is a bursary, if you pass all your subjects, uh, you get 40% of that as a bursary, and then you have to go and find a job in a diff- right. difficult environment, and then once you find a job, you now not have to be paying back these very... Uh, Le-
0: then uh, let's, the let's, let's touch on, on, on the nature of protests, and of course, a very yes. legitimate... Protest and a le- very legitimate concern, but if we go into the history of protest, and protest can be and is a political voice, but we've seen the nature of some protest going violent, and there's also the balance of rights. Uh, a, a right to protest is not ab- absolute uh, you have those who are willing to protest to exercise that right but also those who say i i i want to go to class i am a lecturer that don't that doesn't want a class disrupted i am someone who is driving across the motorway and i don't necessarily want to be hindered or 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 or, or feel the concern or the anxiety of going through a protest this balance of protest between what a a, a, a a protest which is just but at the same time the balancing of the right and the freedom to go to a safe environment to learn? This is a very important question
2: but we must remember that the majority of South Africans do not have access to this uh, calm, uh, middle class space that maybe you and I um, have access to and I don't know about you but for me, um, a lot of my family sit in a, and people places where i grew up where i went to school a lot of people are excluded from that democratic middle class space so for me we can't look at it from the vantage point of someone who has the, um, the possibility to call a private security company the possibility to stand on the side of what is considered to be um behavior that is acceptable because we have a future we have possibilities um, that many, many mm-hmm. and the majority of South Africans don't have. So I think there's a, we have a responsibility to ensure that we don't point a finger and say, look at that, uh, one moment with some, where there's a violent interaction. Mm-hmm. Because that has happened, now we brand all students who are protesting as criminals and we focus so intently on that, bringing uh, security that actually inflames and escalates. Uh, the tensions, rather than reduces it. So we need to be developing skills, and some teachers try to work on this where we de-escalate issues. The problem is that when the people who have are not willing to uh, bend in a very awkward and uncomfortable way, um, that the police get called in, or someone with a with a gun or a, a baton gets called in to resolve an issue on the side of the
0: people who have and on the side of the people who are comfortable. Dr. Leah Nair, the senior lecturer at UCT's School of Education, she's part of a group called the Concerned Educators of UCT are calling for leadership to, among others, withdraw police from the campus and also to lift fee blocks on eligible students. Your thoughts? 21 You can drop me a WhatsApp, Oh seven two five six seven one five six.